Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Courtside Indiana podcast. I'm Jim Reamer. Got the quadcast going on again today. Zach Tyler's on board. Dominic Neely, Tyler Staley. We uh, we don't really have a great topic to this. We next week we'll have, the next two weeks we'll have a couple of good topics. This week, all of us kind of have a window to get out of here. It's our, I think it's going to be my low energy pod. I'm tired. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> you and me both. Uh, yeah, the IU game was good yesterday for Kyler, so he had he got to have some fun. It was good, yeah. It was, it was actually good to cover a IU game when they actually won and they played well. So um, there's that. They did play well. They looked different offensively. We don't need to get into that necessarily. Um, they looked like they were doing some different things. I did not watch the Penn State game, so I don't know if it was things they were doing then that just didn't go well. Well, let's just say on the defensive end, they stopped overhelping, and it worked yesterday. Yeah, yeah so. there is there is a yeah there is definitely a theory of too much help. Um, but uh, and I don't know that. Obviously, Wisconsin was missing their leading scorer. Indiana was missing two of their starters, so both teams were a little shorthanded or at least a little rotation impaired. Yeah. Um, I, I think that leaves IU with more weapons, and they should win. But they should also specifically beat Penn State too in that in that environment. Yes, uh, they should certainly certainly not get twenty balled. <laughs> nope, bad. But you know, on to the next one though. I mean, they got but a tough I, one in Illinois. So IU did some things offensively that were encouraging. Again, detail wise, won't get into it because that could send me down a rabbit hole of no recovery. Because <laughs> I like talking about offense. And, and the nuance of offense, but but uh, they they did some different things that I hadn't seen, and and it looked good. It looked fluid. Um, I still think they have to have more purpose uh, in their initial action, especially uh, Hood Shafino doesn't really cut all that hard early in a possession when he should, and he could. If he did, he'd score. He'd probably get two or three more baskets a game, but I think that's about the extent of it. So. Uh, recruiting update. Wow, we not prepared. We have any recruiting updates this week? Yeah, a little bit. We do have some. I I guess when I say I'm not prepared, I don't have them copied and pasted, right? Right. right let me do that here right quick so you don't have to go from memory. Oh, shit. Hold on a second. Real quick here. Yep. Sorry. Well, I got to get the Zach, dates. And... Zach, you made it home last night. I went home. Sheesh. Out of my read, out of my my coverage zone last night over in the fort, got to sit with Dominique ah. at Fort Wayne Carroll New Haven game. I thought you were going to say the Carmel Snyder game. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I found Gross. out Zach Zach is official man. He's got snacks at the game. He's got a camera. He's got man. Oh yeah, the notepad. Man. He's got the laptop. Man, I well, just got to make it yeah, in I'm in the, time. I'm the camera bag guy. Got to roll in hard. He he rolls in with his little he rolls in with his little point and click thing. 
I've got the double DSLR going. I've got the the three lenses. (laughs) I need to break out. But yeah, he keeps stats. He keeps stats. He rolls in. He's wearing shorts. Every day of my yeah, life. That, that was that was that was the that was last night. Yeah, <laughs> he's rolling. Except he's I, rolling in short. He's basically a teenager <laughs> with <right>. the shorts <laughs> thing. Yeah, that was last night. Except I kept the stats last night. I'm the guy who's like shorts by semi-state because that was the thing when I was when I was younger. If we, if I was wearing shorts by semi-state, that that meant spring break was going to be good and. So that's always kind of been my motto. So if it's like 50 degrees, even maybe a little colder than that, I'll be wearing shorts. But Zach's shit, he's we're at the Balpo Carmel game. Nope. He's rolling in shorts. Every day. How cold was it? I can't that wasn't quite the cold snap that we got. That was bef- that was a couple days before it got really yeah. cold. Or after, I can't remember now. I think it was after. Anyway. But I had my vest. So I had my vest over a sweatshirt. <laughs> so I was Definitely a little <laughs> colder than what I normally like because normally I can just roll in a sweatshirt unless it gets really cold. But yeah, he comes rolling in shorts. I'm like, good lord! It's like we got a teenager on staff or something. Right, <laughs> intern. I feel like if Spillman was running around in short, hell, even Spillman wears long pants. Even Chris wears long pants. Come on, Chris, you're, you're better not. <laughs> All right, recruiting update. I put it in the Slack. You want to read it, Zach, or you want? Yeah, to go I got for it. I won't take care of this real quick. Uh, Ian Stevens last night got uh, Indiana Tech offer. He's from New Pal. Um, Joey Garwood from Penn, a Goshen offer. Jake Cherry continues to pick up offers from. Are you gonna? Uh, are you gonna say you lost? You're gonna say where they get their offers from? <laughs> oh yeah, did, have I not? I said Goshen, right? For Joey, did you? Say, did you? Oh, I don't know. I said Indiana Tech for Ian Stevens too. Okay, sorry. Okay. Jake Cherry, uh, Reamer's guy, got a cornerstone offer, continues to pick up offers. Uh, we missed one a while back. Eli- how, how do we say Diallo's first name? He's Elijah. Elijah. Okay. Uh, uh, it could be. Every time I call him Elijah, he, he answers. <laughs> he's just tired of, <laughs> tired of correcting you, maybe. Well, he's never corrected me. I mean, I'd say, I saw him every week for four months. Well, anyway, from Brownsburg, 2023 from Brownsburg, had an Anderson offer a while back we missed. Um, Blake Shoemaker from Greenwood Christian has committed to Manchester. I swear that I swear that H is silent. For Dominique. Yeah, I think that H is silent. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I just that's what looks heard, like L House. I've heard Lynchy Lynchy call him Elijah as well. So I mean I okay. if it's not sorry. Sorry, Mrs. Diallo. Correct Mama us on Diallo. that, Mrs. Diallo. Diallo family, <laughs> please correct us on that. Get with the get with the Cacalias about Cacalia for <laughs> yeah. four, three and a half years of calling him Cacalia. He took a he took a, a gap year also, by the way. I did he? Talk, I talked to him the other day. Yeah, he had a prep so, school or what's he doing? No, nah, I don't know what he's doing. He didn't. We didn't really get into it. I wasn't going to question him on it. I just is he backpacking through Europe? That's usually what the gap year means. <laughs> I'm not sure on that. Um. Yeah, Cherry, Stevens, and Diallo probably three of the better players that are still uncommitted. I think we're going to talk a little bit more about guys like that next week. I, I know with Cherry and Stevens, it's it's both been um, and, and the reason why it's probably not with Diallo is because Lynch is a former college coach, and he probably 
people communicate with him directly, but also in Jake's case, he plays for me directly. Get getting a lot of texts and phone calls like, man, if we knew he was not getting D one offers, we would have been recruiting him a long time ago. So that's kind of what it's been for both those dudes. I mean, Stevens, I don't know, man. He's just he's so damn good. He's good at a lot of th- the only thing wrong with Stevens's game is that his just jump shot is not fluid. Um, and it, he's, he needs a lot of room to get it off. I, I get it, but man, he does everything else so well. It was a kid. We, we actually, we wanted him the last two years, but you know, his dad coached him and it's just, his dad probably had a little more pull than we did <laughs> that in that discussion. So, uh, but yeah, Stevens is definitely cherry of both guys that I think, uh, Diallo too need need to be getting a little bit more than what they've gotten. So, any uh, what what was our top? What we were going to talk about? Anybody got anything else about the recruiting? So what's the issue? Okay, so what's the issue with with the sack? Tell me what happened again. That's a Dominique thing. Oh, that's a Dominique yeah. I can thing. I can take it. No, at the tip off classic at Southport, I noticed Ben Davis was getting up and dunking on the warm-ups, so, you know, bringing the rim down, not just, let, you know, getting above and just uh, letting it drop in. And I, the refs were out there and everything, and I, I don't know the rule. I was I was thinking, oh, surely they're going to get a technical, and nothing came about. And then last night at the Marion County Championship, Ben Davis got teed up for dunking and warm-ups, and Lawrence North started the game off of two free throws that they ended up missing. But I just didn't know the rule on that, why – at Southport, there was nothing when the refs were out there, and then last night there was a tech call. So you're saying the tip-off classic, they got a tech? They did not get a tech in the tip-off classic. They did not classic. get a tech. Last, last night they did at Marion County Championship mm-hmm. against Lawrence North. So the, the rule is, obviously the rule is you're not allowed to dunk during pregame. But it also must be observed officially by the officials, and if the officials, A, aren't out there, B, don't see it, then it's the, the the aren't out there part kind of makes it fair game at that point. I don't know if the tip off classic, if there was any you know wink wink nudge nudge made given the given the um, just the tone of the event. Not that it wasn't because the officials were all good officials. Right. Um, I don't know if it was treated any differently than what I guess you would consider them showcase games. I don't you know I don't. I don't know why there wouldn't be a tech. If you if you are sure the officials were out there during the tip off classic games, they were. I saw them. So then I there should have there should have been a tech, and they just didn't see it. Because I heard the rim coming down from up where where I was, <laughs> so that's when I was like, "Well, the officials must be not out." And then I looked, and they were certainly out there. So yeah. Well, yeah, the the, the officials need to be out there, um, but if they don't see it, they can't call it. I would assume right. even if they were to hear something, uh, of course, with big crowds, you probably got to be out there anyway. And by the time by the time Ben Davis played at Southport that week, that crowd would have been as big as it was the entire day. But that's that's the rule. That I mean, it has to be seen. I mean, obviously, the rule is don't dunk. I, I try not to let our guys dunk during AAU stuff too, just because you never know. You know, you you never know. We the usually the rules we get. As I have to cough real quick. Usually the rules we get 
like there's timing rules, there's timeout rules, there's foul rules, and then they clearly state the rest of the rules are followed, you know, NFHS, National Federation of High School Rules. Well, plain and simple, that's no dunking in warm-ups, but each event handles it differently. So I just used to always say don't dunk during warm-ups because I didn't want to get any text. But then we'd have situations where other teams would be dunking and showing off their athleticism, and then people would wonder, are our kids that athletic? Because it's not like you get a ton of dunks in games even in the summer. So then I started letting him do it. And invariably we got clipped and had to start a game with a technical. And I was like, well, you know what? You people need to make up your damn minds and stuff. So it yeah, could have had a situation like Jack Bender and bust the backboard in the, in the warmups. That wouldn't be good. Yeah. That's going to happen eventually. <laughs> it's not like Jack went out there. Not, none of those situations are one person going out there one time and, and breaking it, but right. I mean, it's still pretty good. It's, I'd I'd love to know the angle, you know, the angle, the force, and all that. We need the sports science guys to to look in. I'm sure they did when it was Daryl Dawkins and Shaq and all those dudes. But that uh, it was pretty impressive on Benner's part. For those that don't, I, again, if you listen to this podcast, you probably already know he broke a backboard, shattered it. The rim came off, and then the game was postponed. So they had to – of course, the joke was, or my joke was, is people were saying how impre- – you, you guys were saying he should be player of the week just for that. And I'm like, I don't know, man. That's destruction of personal property or destruction of public property. I need to send him a tax bill. <laughs> no regard whatsoever for fiberglass. But – yeah, I'll ne- that's something I'll never do in my life, probably. I'd have to fall off the top of the backboard. <laughs> Onto the rim. Onto the rim before I would be able to break a backboard. How I would get up there would be another story. <laughs> all right, who wants to go first? Top game. We all we all have like a window here. I'm, on, gonna, some, I'm, I'm assuming I'll Dominique go. and I's game's top game. Go ahead, Dominique. Take it away. I'll just piggyback. I'll piggyback. Oh, my nice. God. You're cheating. You're cheating. <laughs> uh, last night's game at New Haven, Carroll. Uh, Carroll started off. Um, we thought it was going to be a blowout. We thought Zach drove an hour and 45 minutes for a 20-point-plus game. But <sighs> they started off hot. But then New Haven, the story for New Haven and Carroll was offensive rebounds. I mean, New Haven <laughs> – they must have had I don't know how many offensive rebounds, but that's that's how they stayed in the game the whole game. It just kept throwing it up, missing it, getting the rebound, putting it back up right at the rim. Um, that's how they scored most of the points. I kept stats. I don't know if it's accurate. I don't know if I fell asleep on the assist, but I only had New Haven for three assists the whole game um, altogether. So a lot of their stuff was offensive rebounds. But but no, it was a good game. Uh, um, Jalen Truesdale was really good. Uh, got people off their feet in the second head in the third quarter with a dunk on a New Haven kid. Got a nice little head tap in for you, Jim. Um, <laughs> was and there a tech? Uh, no, Ooh. no tech. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Everybody in the crowd was doing it. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, That's fine uh, they do it because those people right. have never done it before. Right. But no, it was a it was a good game all the way down to the end. New Haven took the lead in the fourth a little bit, and then uh, 
Jackson Pardon started getting it going in the fourth a little bit, and so did Jay or Sampson for Carroll, but Carroll ended up winning by six. Cool. Is yeah. that your best game too, Zach? Yeah, I'll I'll say that one because my other game was kind of a blowout or what game was really, that? One? That was the the Manchester Wabash game. A couple nine win teams in that one, but Man, yeah, talk about that. Uh, talk about that game though. All right, I'll talk a little bit about Carroll first. Um, That's fine because uh, New Haven did well too. I mean, we were kind of looking at their schedule before the game or during the game also, and they had some some decent. I don't know if it's decent losses if that's such a thing, but some some games they hung around in that they played well in apparently, and they showed that last night that they weren't going to roll over for Carroll last night either. And uh, New Haven did well to get back in that game. They have some really good athletes, some uh, guys that play pretty hard, and like we talked or like Dominique mentioned, the rebounding. I mean, they were rebounding everything on offense. I mean. I'm not sure what that says about their shooting percentage, but but they were rebounding everything. Just and that's how they kept it close. I mean, and it was just a really good game. the The Manchester Wabash game I was hoping was going to be a little bit better than what it was. Like I said, that was a big conference game for them. Just, and there's uh, a lot of young, a lot of young talent, a lot of young in talent it. in that game. Yeah, under all underclassmen. Um, <clears throat> the Benton kid's going to be my player of the week when I, we talk about that. But yeah. uh, the the Wabash game, I was uh, Isaac Wright, Wabash coach's son. He he was a little cold. Uh, dad was getting on him really, really bad during the game. I don't know if he wasn't playing hard or Dad didn't think so. Or but but Manchester had everything going for them in this one. They were knocking down threes. Benton was doing work inside. Uh, they no, they just couldn't do anything about it. And and it was a good game, but it wasn't a close game, really. I mean, I don't think Wabash got within eight or ten ever at any point. Hmm. Daughtry not have a good game for Wabash? No, he didn't really do too much either. He had uh, seven points for them. Did he? Which yeah. is below his average. Yep. They both had below their average. Yeah, it's half and, of his average. That's, about, I, that's under half of his average. Yep, yep. I mean, his but, older brother was good, and they and those Wabash teams were some of the best they had had in a long time. Right, right. But they always had to go up against Blackhawk, and I don't know that it's any different now than it, than it is. Yeah. Are they in the same sectional? I'd have to look that one up. I'm not sure about that. His brother was taller, right? Because he's only like five ten or a little bit. Okay. Not not much. Not yeah. much taller. Trevor, Manchester is it? Manchester is in their sectional. The same set. Wait, no, I meant yeah. Blackhawk. You said right with Blackhawk. Is that all the same yeah. sectional? Yeah, no, Bla- Blackhawk's not in that sectional though. Okay, Blackhawk's with Manchester. Oh, Blackhawk's about... with Manchester. I yes. meant Wabash. Wabash is not. Wabash. Yeah, is Wabash with... used to be. Not. Yeah. They Wabash got moved. should probably win their sectional. Yeah, Lewis Cask provides a different challenge because they're going to be a lot bigger than Wabash. Uh, I don't know what Rochester has other than the leisure kid that moved in there last year from Tippecanoe Valley. Tippy Valley, yeah. Yeah. yeah probably last year, the year, there. year before. Yeah. Yeah. Last year. Yeah, it was last year. He probably should have stayed there. Uh, yeah, I was I was curious. That, that would have been one of those games where you I would have snuck up and watched it if it if it hadn't have, you know, fallen on the same time as the Marion County semifinals. That's where I was Friday night. 
Kyler, what was your uh, best non-Mitchell game this week? <laughs> man, man, I watched two stinkers. I mean, I guess by default, I'll give – I guess I got to give it to the Blackhawk-Homestead game. I mean, that that was a blowout, though. Um, I, I, I mean, also, man, I watched two stinkers this week. Uh, I mean, I watched the uh, – I mean – I mean, Blackhawks really just, I mean, they took it to Homestead. And Blackhawks going to be my team of the week, so I don't want to get too much into them. But, I mean, yeah, that's fine. real real disappointing, uh, I, I don't know, effort from Homestead. Uh, just a disappointing game overall. I thought it was probably one of the best games of the week, and it just did not turn out that way. And then we don't have to get too much into BNL and Mitchell. That is what no. it is. Are we sure? So, yeah, we're sure there. Uh, Mitchell's I sneaky think, good? No. No, <laughs> no, um, they're uh, they're a work in progress, but uh, you know, it's good to be home. You know, I was home for the weekend, so I always like to go to that game. And my best friend Jackson Ryan's the Mitchell head coach, so I like to go out there and support him and stuff. So, um, not just not, not a good week of games for me, though. Too bad they couldn't like BNL Orleans, that'd have been a good game. I know, right? We've not talked about Orleans yet. I don't, I mean. We did in the preview stuff, but they're they're living up to it. They're what ten and one, eleven and one. Oh, they're good. They're a uh, they're a well oiled machine. I'll yeah. tell you that. He's they they just they've been good there for a while. Uh, my best game, I you know I didn't see a lot of barn burners this week. Uh, my best game was, I guess, Carmel Cathedral. I mean, it's hard to go wrong with that game. Carmel got off to a good start. Uh, Cathedral kind of answered. They went on a 12-0 run at one point that extended into the second quarter. Uh, they did much of that with Booker on the bench. Um, neither team, I would say, played specifically well in the first half. And as they both played better in the second half, it was a little bit more up-tempo. It was a little freer. Karma was was Karma was much more aggressive offensively, and it showed Kudo started hitting shots. Spencer White started hitting shots. Orm uh, got going. But then the back end of that was it, it provided the space and, and the, um, the the tempo that helped, you know, Jerron Tibbs get going. Jake Davis was shooting the ball well. He had not shot well the previous two games that I saw. Um, so he was kind of back to normal. Uh Slaughter. The, the 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 difference was around the paint. Carmel had no answer for Tibbs or Slaughter. And while Tibbs scored was more productive overall and, and was hitting from outside as well, showing his well-rounded game that prompted Dominic Neely to hot take of he'll be Cathedral's best player this year. Certainly looking like it, their most impactful player by you know so far at this, at this stage of the game. But the, the work, the strength, the physicality that they both have, Slaughter and Tibbs, around the paint, Carmel, you know, down a pretty important defender, uh, had, had no real good matchup for either one of those two guys. There, there was always going to be um, a bad matchup for Carmel that game, and, and Cathedral was able to find it. Tibbs especially operated. Uh, they did a great job. With, I don't know if it was by by design or by happenstance, but – but Jake Davis especially would, would get a mid-post or a high-post catch. And the high-post stuff, I think, was a little definitely more scripted. Uh, the the mid-post stuff, I think, it's probably just a tendency that they have, which is is still it's, it's awfully effective of cutting off the mid-post 
and and getting tips downhill and he just he just was impossible to stop shoots free throws well so even if you foul him he's not going to give away he's not going to not going to be an empty possession and at the end of it cathedral just had too many too many horses there um around the paint um i i really liked how carmel played especially in the second half as free and as aggressive as they were i think Again, the Bonds is working his way back into shape. I think Jake Griffin coming back at some point, hopefully. Uh, they get him back and get him at full strength by by tournament time. Um, I, I, I like their I like their chances, you know, up up to the point that you know they really start seeing teams they don't normally see. Like well, I guess they did play Kokomo this year, but but like Penn, you know, they what's gonna happen when they play Penn? Because we've seen good Penn teams struggle when they've had to play in the area teams. And I don't mean just Ben Davis this year. I mean, in the past too, um, Burton's a different animal, but, but it'll be nice if Carmel's full strength by then. Of course I say that as a Carmel fan, but, but uh, Jake, Jake Griffin's a pretty important player for them, especially defensively and ball handling. So Zach, who tell us about your, your best team of the week. <laughs> Oh man, do I go Carol or do I go back to Manchester again? I guess. No, uh, I'll let Dominique do Carol. I'll stick. I'll stick with Manchester. With so they have, there we go. Two sophomores. Let me see their starting lineup real quick. They go sophomore, junior, ju- sophomore, sophomore, junior. So that's a pretty young team, obviously. Uh, three of the four went for seventeen plus. Shot it really well. Uh, role players played well also for them in this one. Um, knocking down shots from outside. Defensively, they were good. They switched a little bit from man-to-man to zone a couple times on Wabash. Uh, three-quarter court, some a little bit also on them to, to mix things up. Uh, just were in Daughtry and Wright's head the whole game. They just couldn't get it going. They they knew they had to shut them down to win this one. Uh, so Manchester was my team this week. Dominique Carroll. Carroll, yeah, they uh, got a lot of pieces, man. They're going to be even better next year. They started Draylon Truesdale this game. Nice. Um, he got the start. He was the best player on the floor. Had twenty points. Um. And they just got a number of guys. I mean, Jair Sampson got going in the in the fourth, like I said earlier. You know, he scored it at the rim pretty well. Uh, Jackson Pardon got it going in the fourth. Uh, he was he had a, he did hit a three, got it to the rim, had a nice finish at the rim. He got up and volleyball spiked one on the break over over the rim, swatted out of bounds. Um, they just yeah, Cannon Hauser. He didn't have a great offensive scoring. He had seven, but he I think he had what do you have, Zach? Eight assists, six yeah, rebounds. Passed really well, did other things really well for them. Yeah, he did. His shooting wasn't all the way on uh last what, night, but where did he, what's his role in college? Um, I think he can you know play off the ball. Um you know I think he could play the two. I think what didn't he just get a offer from was it Bethel? Yeah, he's got Bethel and Grace, I believe. Okay. Right now. Yeah, I think he can play the two. He can handle it decent. He's getting up above the rim. I saw a couple dunks uh previous games where I didn't know he's he's really getting above the rim like that on the break. 
The athleticism's as much as they beat HSC and thumped them pretty good, they he did not handle the ball well that game. Um and Yeah, I agree he's gonna have to play off the ball. Yeah. You know, and and not knowing much about their younger guards, who now I'm gonna have to look them up. Truesdale being one of them, he didn't start that game. Samson's uh, their starting point guard, Jair Sampson. He's yeah, a sophomore. Samson. He's their the point kid. guard. Yeah, he's but he was player. good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he's uh, really he, good. He's good. So yeah, they got this have multiple dudes that can 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 do a lot of different things. Shooting. They got a Charlie Rudolph, a uh, senior off the bench who can really shoot it. I think he hit one last night. Uh, but they, yeah, they just got multiple guys that can do things. And like I said, they only have two seniors, uh, so most of these guys are back next year, and they look to be. The top team in Fort Wayne, I would say them and Wayne next year. But, but freshman, uh, freshman Brody Fisher came in for a few minutes too, played a little bit. Yeah, he did. He's what they don't have the height on the roster, but he looks to be about six. I don't know, five maybe six, five probably, yeah, somewhere in there. So they got they got talent for sure. It is odd they don't have the height on the roster. We we actually talked about that. I asked, I asked Dominique they don't have any big kids in that school. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I guess I just I don't. Maybe it was omission. Maybe hopefully it wasn't something that was predetermined. Some of this stuff is much video now. The the stuff where people don't post, and I'm and I'm not trying to lump this in on Carol on Carol's coach. I don't because they post their stuff. But yeah, there's coaches that don't post their stuff on Max Preps because they don't want other teams to be able to use it for scouting and like, you know, as much video is available in huddle now, I think we're, I think we're beyond that at this point. I, I just wish everybody would post their stuff and, and make things easier because it, it helps them with exposure. You know, a six, six sophomore might, or a freshman might get a little bit of an extra look just because he's big, you know, who right. knows? And I'm and that's pretty, super, that's pretty superficial at this, at that age, but. But it, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes we go hunting for oddities and data, and that—that's how I do a lot of things. Is I go out and fish around for what looks different enough to warrant a, a deeper look. You know, I think we cover the state as well as anybody, as a whole. Um, maybe with some gaps in the, the southeastern part of the state, but but I, I do think that we get around and and. Uh, I'm more than willing to deviate my schedule if I come across something that I didn't already know about or, or something that's completely brand new. But but I don't know. I don't know that not the end of the world not posting height on your roster, but it's it's helpful to the kids. Well, for sure. There's some some on Max Preps on the roster there. They have a couple of the kids' heights, but not yeah. on the roster at the game last night. But a lot of that stuff isn't updated. You know, a lot of that stuff on Max Press. There's kids yeah, on there. They have, they have David Ezia on there, and they have, yeah, they don't. Uh, yeah, they don't, they don't update and... them. So they got past players, and yeah, so you kind of have to you kind of have to decipher what's up there sometimes. Um, Kyler, best team, Bedford, go Blackhawk. <laughs> yeah, gotta go with them. I mean, Blackhawk or the... Bedford, Blackhawk. <laughs> Blackhawk, not Bedford. Well, but um, it's, you could talk about them. I mean, they they won by 103 points. They're probably worth yeah. talking about. Hey, hey, they're uh they're okay this year. I'll just say that. You know, they're going to give Jennings County a uh, 
you know, a tough matchup in sectional. So, um, but uh, no, I got to go with Blackhawk. They went on the road, thumped uh, Homestead 51 to 27. Uh, Blackhawk, they shot 51%, 19 to 37. I got some stats here. Uh, 45% from three. Um, they had 25 rebounds, forced uh, Homestead to have 12 turnovers, held them to 26% uh, shooting. Um, yeah, they were just, uh, they were the more aggressive team. Um, really, really good on the defensive end. They really pressured Homestead. Um, you know, like I said, forced, forced a lot of turnovers. Uh, Kellen Pickett, uh, first time really being able to watch him play. Uh, was real impressed with his game. He's real explosive, um, you know, around the basket. Um, forces it a little bit too much, but, I mean, he's going to be a stud in these next few years. And then we know how Gage Septon and Josh, uh, Josh First are um, two really good players. Septon can score anywhere um he's just getting buckets all game but you know really impressive game by blackhawk i mean they gotta be they gotta be the uh favorite in uh in the 2a right uh, i would i would think they are um maybe you know maybe linton but blackhawk they're uh they're a good they're a good team certainly coming out of the north yeah i, I think they've answered questions as to how they would handle quickness and pressure that say 21st century might put on them uh, to some degree, I don't know. I mean, when when those guys really amp it up, they can be disruptive. But that's going to take more than Williamson doing that. They're going to have to have a complete buy-in from Floyd and and Moss as well. And their other two guys are young. They they lost a couple of kids that you know we didn't really catch on to when we were doing the preview stuff. Again, you know, it's hard for some of that to get around if it's if it's not kids that are you know getting you know, that are really getting a lot of recruiting. Sometimes we do overlook that stuff when there's, when there's late transfers and, and that's what it was. Um, but I, I would say that, uh, Oh, I would say that there's some stuff going on now with IU football that seems to, um, your, your guy Keegan Nickerson is. Oh no. Every, everybody named Jackson is getting quote tweeted, retweeted, subtweet or subtweeted. Did he did uh did he did he commit? I don't know. Trace Jackson Davis tweet tweets an emoji that I can't really make out. <laughs> and then Keegan quote tweets it says buckle in hashtag IUFB. Yeah. And then I someone mean, named Miles Jackson, I'm assuming is related. My, oh no, Miles Jackson, he uh I think he's their pass rusher. Yeah, IU on, football line. Yeah. He Puts the old side eye emoji. Oh man, that's a that's a. I mean, I mean, I, it was pretty certain because uh, you know Taven was at the game last well, night, yeah. so it was pretty certain. I, I mean, yeah, uh, the the student section was chanting his name any chance they got to, and Tom Allen was fired up. So um, that's a good. It'll be a good get for them. Uh, he's a. I mean, he's a talented kid. Yeah. Let's see. Waiting for the Tom Allen gift, like it's. Like it's Leo, baby. Tweet. Yeah. I'll tell you what, he can recruit. He's just ah, gosh, dang it. Yeah, got some results, man. Got to get, got to get it over the hump. All right. Well, speaking of getting it over the hump or over the hump, it, my team of the week's Ben Davis. They were 
I mean, they had a stretch against Southport. So their their closest game of the year was against Southport early in the year. And Southport disrupted everything they wanted to do. And, and, and in reverse, they disrupted everything Southport wanted to do. That was a game of nobody really ran anything. I don't know if it was completely a function of defense as it was an early game of the year where things just broke down. So it was just talent versus talent. And at the end of the day, you know, Ben Davis edged them. But this was – there was a stretch here in this game where Ben Davis just completely dominated it. And it was really wrapped around. Everything was around the paint. And a lot of it was Zane Doughty. Um, but, but at the same time, you know, Clay Butler is attacking the paint. Sheridan Sharp's attacking the paint. Mark Zachary's putting pressure on the paint. You know, Sean Arnold has to be accounted for everywhere on the floor. Um, and is a, is a great motor on the glass and, and a perfect compliment. Uh, to to Dowdy around the basket, and you know Zane is is just you know he look he's there's still some things going from catch to shot for him is still sometimes a struggle, you know, and a lot of it is because there's always a bunch of bodies wrapped around him, and he's patient and strong, and and there's a couple times where he'll go up with the wrong hand or or whatever, and get twisted around and not have a great, well, at least from where I'm sitting, not having great vision of the basket. But the effort is always there. He's always going to be able to, you know, he's going to battle for putbacks. He's going to eat up offensive rebounds. And defensively, he's he will be considered undersized, you know, at the mid-major level. Eh, maybe not undersized, but his rim protection is, is on point and he, it's going to be an asset of him. The, the instant he steps into Valpo's camp, steps onto Valpo's campus, as will his rebounding and his overall defensive ability. And that showed in every way, shape and form against Southport. And if, if Dancer wasn't going to go nuclear from the perimeter, um, if they weren't going to free up shots for the couple of kids they bring off the bench, uh, Southport was going to have trouble scoring, and that's that's what it was at one point. Uh, you know, the, it was a tight game. Next thing you know, you know, Ben Davis is up 17. And, you know, they really kind of never looked back. There was a little bit of a skirmish at the end of the game. Uh, there may have been a ball tossed from Ben Davis's side to Southport's side between two players, and, and it sort of started escalating, but then everybody cooler heads prevailed quickly, and and um, you, you know Ben Davis's coaching staff is six eight, <laughs> six six. Uh, Brand is no slouch himself physically. He he could take he could handle himself. Those kids were no matches for the coaches, so the the, the kids were ferried off in opposite directions. The coaches shook hands after the game. No hard feelings among that that group for sure, but. But Ben Davis was dominant and um, even better than what I saw at Carmel and Cathedral in terms of just how they played. They were they were a little bit sharper this week for a whole game and, and definitely dominant defensively. And I it, I didn't go last night. I went to Greenfield versus Eastern Hancock, but I'm sure Ben Davis continued it last night because based on the score, they looked like they kind of dominated LN from the from the get. So. Ben Davis, they just, like, I'm gonna say they they just go on runs, man. I think you're, the game you're at was 22 to nothing run by Ben Davis in that uh, end of the second quarter through the third quarter stretch there. Yeah, uh, I mean it was it felt like it. I I didn't I didn't chart it just because 
Um, yeah, I, I just I didn't I didn't chart the run, but yeah, they were they were had seventeen. I didn't know if it would. It, I, mean, I did the math, but but it I was twenty two. You know, yeah, was 22, it twenty two nothing. nothing yeah, I didn't know if South yeah. Park scored scored in that stretch or not. I guess I could always and go then, back and check my tweets. And I say last night the same thing. They just go on runs. Like we, we were watching a little bit before the uh, New Haven game, and you know Ben Davis was up, I think eight or eight at half or nine at half, and they got to five. Lawrence North was within five in the third quarter, and the next thing we knew, we looked and it was twenty plus. Um, ben Davis was up twenty plus. So they just go on runs. The, the key with them are are live ball turnovers. And that's that's the way – I mean, that would be anybody's key. You know, if you have a lot of live ball turnovers, you're going to be at a disadvantage. You know, you'd be better off throwing it out of bounds. At least you get to set your defense up. But live ball turnovers and the quality of your shots around the paint. If you are creating loose ball situations, what I call loose possessions are live ball turnovers and bad misses. If you're If you're able to convert – you put Ben Davis in a situation where they get a lot of loose, loose possessions going from defense to offense. They're going to make those runs, and that's that's limit limiting that. I mean, it isn't. And look, keys to games are always pretty academic. You know, you don't want to give up. You you want to have more possessions than your your opponent, and you you do that by fewer turnovers. You also do it now. You know, you do that with offensive rebounds or limiting offensive rebounds. And in today's game, you do it with high-volume three-point shooting. Ben Davis is not going to be a high-volume three-point shooting team, even though Wyndham can get going. Butler hit a couple shots. They're not going to be a high-volume team. A high-volume team can convert, can can flip that possession game a little bit. Uh, but so then the key becomes don't give them easy baskets by live ball turnovers. Again, you'd be better off throwing the damn thing out of bounds. Because at least then you get to set up your defense. I I coached a kid once who shot free throws so poorly. I wished he would airball it, because then we would get to set up our defense. Um, but it was a long time. It's been a while. Class two thousand eight. Uh, but you know, live ball turnovers. Ben Davis thrives on that, and sometimes those shots that go up trying to score around Dowdy, those things are effectively live ball turnovers because <laughs> Ben Davis gets it, Dowdy sc- scrapes it up, Arnold gets it, outlet it, and they're off the races. And they're and they're efficient in transition. Everybody do team of the week? Yep. <clears throat> yes, sir. Kyler, who is your player of the week or player performance of the week? Hmm. I uh... – I didn't get a watching, but I saw on Twitter that Jalen Mullen had 30 points and 10 rebounds and eight assists in North Davies' uh, 81-55 win um, at Shackamack. So um, I'm gonna give it to him. I mean, you didn't watch he, him play. You didn't watch him play. Come on, man. I mean, 30 <laughs> points and 10 rebounds. Like that's pretty. Yeah, impressive. He, go with somebody. Go with somebody you saw because yeah. those those guys probably need. All right. Well, I'll give I'll give it to Kellen Pickett. Um, there you go. How about that? He, uh, I don't know what his stat line was, but, um, man, he's, uh, he's got a lot of talent. Um, you know, long, lanky guys. I'm sure you guys have watched him quite a bit, but I mean, um, I was just impressed with, you know, his footwork around the rim. Um, just the explosiveness that he would go up, um, had a 
I think he had two fast break dunks, if I can remember correctly. I know he had one. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's he's got a lot of the tools um to be a really good player. Um, you know, stretch the floor just a little bit. Um, but uh I, I mean he's gonna be the guy at Blackhawk. I think Matt or Matt Ross got a he's got a good guy uh, you know, the next couple of years that he can build around. So I'll I'll give it to him. Nice. Yeah, that's Dominique's dude. Sir, Fort like, Wayne take Fort Wayne takeover today on the podcast. Let's right. Go. My hey, let's uh, go. my player performance this week is going to be Jerron Tibbs. We talked a little bit about it earlier. It's Dominic's spirit child of the season. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know what's but what's been impressive about him goes beyond this game is is how well he shoots it, how well he shot the ball this year from range, given the length of their football season. And I know that they uh, probably didn't get as far as they wanted to football-wise, but um, I don't think so, right? No, Center Grove and and um, I forget who else was in the championship game. But, but, I mean, going from football to basketball is not easy from a shooting perspective. And he has had – he shot the ball well the whole, whole time. All the times I've seen him play, starting with the Burbuff game, shot the ball well against Carmel. Talked about how he scored in the paint, off penetration, off handoffs, uh, just extremely physical. And, I mean, it's it's very easy. He would definitely be, obviously, the football thing. He's going to Purdue. He's going to be a wide receiver there. He's got positional size for sure. Uh, but he would be a definite mid-major college basketball player with, with some high majors taking a look at him, wanting to see, you know, if they could fall in love with him a little bit. But. So he's got the talent. He's not just a football player who's good at basketball. He's a good basketball player, and he showed it there against Carmel. Zach, Tyler, or Dominique, who's your I'm player? Up, I'll, I'll go with uh, Draylen Truesdale. He was really good, like I mentioned Man. before. Um, 6'3", I think he is, sophomore, had 20 points on New Haven. Like I said, big time dunk. He hit a three. He's got a nice looking shot. Him and his brother, his twin brother, Darian, Darion. Um, but he's just super fluid. I think so. I think you said it a couple of weeks ago. I think he is a little bit more fluid right now than his brother. Yeah. Um, but man, pump fake, one dribble from the three point line to the rim, stepping around a guy, finishing with his left hand. Um, just a lot of talent. And uh seems like those those kids can looks like they might, you know, they look pretty young. I don't know if they're gonna grow some more even. Um, but but yeah, I really, really like Draylen a lot and um bright future for both of those kids. Tyler. Yeah. Uh another, <clears throat> excuse me, another sophomore, uh Manchester. The reason I went down there, Gavin Benton, six six. He's got the tools, he's got the length. He's lefty also. Wingspan is huge. It's really good passer also for his size. Uh, didn't hit any threes during the game, but he was knocking them down during warm-ups. Uh, runs the floor well. If you get if you get him on or if he gets you on the left the left block, it's over. He's gonna score on you every time. Um, has a Huntington offer already. They like him a lot, like what he has to bring to the table in a couple of years. Uh, so yeah, six six sophomore Gavin Benton from Manchester. Nice. All right, our locks, man. 
We're gonna, we're gonna flip it, flip the script a little bit. We're gonna do a locks before our reads, and then we'll come back and after the after our reads and do the do the quick where are we going stuff, and then wrap it up their way. Get your locks ready or no? Do I need to go? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready? Go, Zach. Hey. You go first. Okay, I'll take uh, big by county tournament this week up here uh, in Michiana. I'm gonna take John Glenn to win the whole tournament. They're defending champs. They've been winning the last couple, actually. Uh, so John Glenn will win the Bi-County Tournament. And then I'm going to say Brownsburg goes into Westfield and beats the Shamrocks. Dang it, um, Zach. Is that Friday? It's Friday <laughs> night, yeah. Wait, let's go over our locks from last week. No, let's not. Let's, <laughs> skip, let's skip over that part. Gosh. See, Zach, Mishawaka over in Wabasee. How'd that go? Yeah, that was easy. Do we know Harrison Kokomo? I I mean we do. I don't I don't even see who won that game. Kokomo, Kokomo killed him. Kokomo blasted him. Yeah. I Harrison has not played a great schedule. I mean, I know they were undefeated. They, their schedule is kind of on the soft side right now. Yeah. You know, it, it, some of the areas down. They are by far that senior group is the best in that area. Uh, where other teams have had better classes, you know, that have since graduated, but, but, um, yeah, I figured that would be a good game. But Kokomo blasted him. I never did look. Dominique Homestead <laughs> did not beat Blackhawk. Both my locks got beat by twenty. That's Fort, Fort Wayne Wayne did not beat Norwell. Uh, my locks went struggle. pretty well. I picked Marion County Final Four: Pike, Lawrence North, Southport, Ben Davis. Four for four on that. Then I picked Greenfield Central to beat Eastern Hancock. That happened. That was at Eastern Hancock. Eastern Hancock beat him last year at Greenfield. So I knew Greenfield was a little bit more, uh, a little bit of revenge in their mind. Kyler, how'd you do? Um, I don't know. What what were my locks again? Lagodi over Bar Reeve. I think they won. Yeah. They, uh, Lagodi beat Bar Reeve because I remember talking to it with a buddy. Uh, Bar Reeve was on like a 38 like home winning streak and Lagodi went in and beat them. So, nice. uh, go Lions. The Westfield over HSE. Oh, that, that yeah. had to have been good. Yeah, right? Westfield was winning at some point. Yeah. We got to check. Hate that we got to check. Don't even know. Hold on. Let's check it out. Westfield won by 12. There we go. Okay. All right. So those were our locks last week. Zach, what was your second lock? I'm sorry. Uh, Brownsburg winning at Westfield. I have a Brownsburg lock coming as well, kind of. Dominique, what are your locks? Gosh, I need to start picking some weak ones here. Who's Snyder play? Um, no weak ones. Just <laughs> no, weak ones. I got um, I got Warren Warren Central at home over Lawrence Central. And then Zach took my other one. Brownsburg at Westfield, so I'll go Penn at home to beat Mishawaka Marion Friday night. That'll be a good game. I'll be there. Oh, my locks are Zionsville over Warren Central. That's at Warren. Um, that could go south in a hurry though. And then again, because it's at Carmel, Carmel over Brownsburg. Woo! That's gonna be a rock fight. When is that? Saturday. Carmel Question plays mark. Pike and Brownsburg this weekend. 
Is there any reason for me to go anywhere else besides watch those games? Toughen up that schedule a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, damn it. Carmel needs to play a tougher schedule. I remember the first year they came out with what was it, six six or seven games in a row on the road. I text Osborne, I said, Are you someone trying to get you fired your first year out of the gate? Oh God. Yeah. So Zionsville over Warren, Carmel over Brownsburg. Again, I guess picking games I'm going to. Kyler, what are your locks? I'm gonna go with uh Fishers over Avon. Uh Fishers needs a win. I'll tell you that. We know Harrelson's playing. Uh yeah. Oh man, I don't know. Now I just think I just thought about that. No, it's down, it's typed. Done. (laughs) Ah, All right, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. Fishers (laughs) over Avon. And then I'm going to go with uh, Lawrence North over Homestead. I'll be at that game. Come on, shout-outs if, if you're listening. Use this. That's right. <laughs> get, get them, Drew. Bolton board data. Yep. All right, good. We got them all. All right. Box Out Sports are a leading, graphics, a leading online graphics solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student-athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at BoxOutSports.com. Uh, seeing a lot, lot more of it being used this year, that's good for, for your guys up there, Zach. And uh, thank you for right. listening to Courtside Indiana Podcast. If you listen every week, we appreciate it. If not, please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate a rating and review, especially those five-star ratings. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter and Instagram at Courtside IND. That's Courtside IND on Twitter and Instagram. We definitely will take uh, DMs for content suggestions, any questions you have that want answered. Uh, We'll take any of those. Um, we try to sprinkle some of that in as we go throughout the year and, uh, we, we do have topics the next couple of weeks. So looking forward to discuss that, but, uh, Kyler, what do you got coming up there at the Hoosier? Let's see. We got, we got, uh, Indiana's at Illinois this week on Thursday. So we gotta, gotta cover that game. Won't be there. We watching it from home, but, uh, um, other than that, I mean, I'm on. Uh, I think I'm gonna go check out Christmas Addicts uh, on Tuesday. Um, I don't know who they play. I don't know who uh, they play. It's check the yeah, check the schedule because City is yeah. seeded. They seed the city. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't show on Harold who they play. Yeah, it doesn't show. So you All might right. want to you might want to hold off on that. Um, All right. Is yeah. that the first night? If it's the first night, I don't think they play. Oh really? Yeah, I think yeah, I saw it's... it on the Indy Star. I think Cathedral and them have to have to wait until someone. Okay. Yeah, Cathedral definitely doesn't okay. play till Thursday. I might go see Greenfield Central then. Uh, might go see them. I, I need to see those teams. Uh, but then, yeah, like I said, I'm going to go to the Lawrence North and uh, Homestead game on Saturday. So, oh. kind of my week. Yeah. Um, Dominic, where are you heading this week? Uh, for sure, Saturday, right down the road at Carroll. Penn comes up here and plays Carroll. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a good one. Was that a postponed? And, that had to be a postponed yeah. from the earlier in the year. Yeah, it was supposed to be the first game of the year, but yeah. state finals for football wrecked that one. So they're playing Saturday night at Carroll. That'd be a good one. And then I'm not sure the rest of the week it's hit or miss. I might get to a game. I might not. It doesn't look like there's a ton of great stuff again, but I know I'm going to that one. 
Zach, you're going to the Bi County stuff? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. It's kind of down this year. That that that's at my school, so maybe go to that. Uh, but I'll be at I'll be at Marion Penn the Friday night for sure. That'll be a good game. Yeah, Penn needs revenge from last year. I I think I'm probably heading this. This is why I picked this segment after the break, after the reads, because I think we're all just kind of going to the games we picked, right? Going Zionsville Warren Tuesday night, Carmel Brownsburg later in the week, probably Carmel Pike on Friday. Maybe I don't know. Friday might be a little bit more. I've seen Pike a lot lately, and and I don't ever go to Carmel games, right? So yeah. <laughs> I know they're just hard to watch. It's terrible. It's terrible. All that, all that motion offense and all that, all that fun stuff. But uh, yeah, Carmel Brownsburg is going to be looking forward to that. So that was the game last year where catchings went zero for ten. Diallo went one for eight. Somehow Brownsburg still won. Jeez. And to, to quote Steve Lynch. Great logic. Carmel missed shots too. <laughs> you know why that makes sense. <laughs> there you go. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> don't over don't overthink it. Don't overthink it, right? Both teams are excellent defensively, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a like I said, it's probably gonna be a rock fight. But uh two of my favorite coaches, so it'd be a good game to watch. All right, guys. Anything else? Put a bow on it. Any news? Let's have a good week. Have a good week. All right, guys. Appreciate your time. We'll talk again next week.